Welcome to the Dream Living Podcast, the podcast for those who want to achieve phenomenal results in their life, career, and business. Now, here is your host, Angela Spears. Hello, and welcome to the Dream Living Podcast. This is your host and Dream Living Coach, Angela Spears, and I'm so excited to welcome you to episode 12 of the podcast. Of course, I'm always excited to host each and every episode. But today is a little bit different because I'm not going to be sharing with you today. I have invited my special guest back, Rakea Gibson. She is an author, writer, and blogger. She was actually a guest on episode nine, where we talked about building your life for success. And without further ado, I'm going to have her share a little bit about herself before we talk about what today's topic is focused on. So welcome, Rakea. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, doing good. Busy as always, <laughs> you know, but uh, definitely doing well. So, Rakea, can you please share just a little bit about yourself and remind our listeners of who you are? Yes, I am an author of seven books <laughs> in multiple genres. I'm also a freelance writer and have written for several publications, including Writer's Digest Books, Amtrak and Cuisine Noir magazine. Generally, I write uh, lifestyle-type topics, food, wine, and travel. Um, I am a podcaster and a blogger. I wear many hats, but I am an avid train traveler, and I love talking sports. Yes. <laughs> I tell you, you have a lot of interest and that's what I love about you. And Rakea is also my friend. If you didn't happen to catch the episode <laughs> she was on, she is my friend. And um, just to remind everyone of where we are in the series, we've been focusing on how to live your best life in 2018. And of course, that can apply at any time, any year. I mean, th- these uh, topics will never be outdated. We started talking about um, life success. And now we've been transitioning to focus on career success. We had a couple of episodes about building career success and taking risks. And today we're going to talk about career transitions. I know I've personally made several career transitions in my life. And sometimes it's important to consider that. And that's what I'm going to have Rakea talk to us about today. So Rakea, do you mind if we just jump right in with the first question? Go right ahead. Great. So can you describe how you've transitioned in your career over the years? Let's start there. Okay. So <laughs> I, I've transitioned so many times, but I, they tend to fall into three categories for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've transitioned at, it basically over the years, you have like the networking aspect, the planning aspect, and then just you know, on my faith. <laughs> mm-hmm. So those three things have helped me transition. And so just to give you an example, when I was working at Xavier University, I collaborated on a project with a woman who worked for the state of Louisiana. And so when she decided to leave, she recommended me for a position. And so of course I was elated because I had received my master's in public administration like the year prior. Mm -hmm. And so in that instance, networking helped me. And so I tend to uh, collaborate with a lot of community people, um, business people. And so over time that has helped me 
make the transitions when it was time for me to transition. Mm. Um, when we talk about faith, um, right after Hurricane Katrina, I was living in Las Vegas and I figured out maybe this is a time for me to work for myself as a consultant because that was one of the things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I got a contract with the company and it ended up leading to a full-time position. And of course, I'm just like, ooh, do I really, you know, I was really enjoying being a consultant and working for myself, but there's something about, you know, having this steady paycheck. <laughs> and right. so, and it was still in my field because I was, that, that person was my client. And so I decided to transition that way. And so, you know, making the decision to, walk out on faith in terms of staying in Las Vegas opposed to going back to New Orleans, mm-hmm. I really was just like, well, I can make this work. I can make, right. I kept telling myself I can make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of planning, I decided that while I was in Vegas, I decided I wanted to live in Virginia. And so I started looking for work and saving my money. And, you know, I had, I gave myself a time frame from when I wanted that to happen. And so it was getting close. I still hadn't received any job offers. And so what I did was I went to that employer who hired me from being a consultant. And I said, can I work in Virginia for you um, at my home and mm-hmm. just continue doing some of the things that I've been doing? And she said, yes. <laughs> and so Great. I packed the car and moved to Virginia. Mm-hmm. And so I still, you know, had fillers out. I still made contact with people in Virginia, but it's, you know, sometimes it takes a little planning and a little asking. Right. Yes. So first of all, uh, when it comes to, because I was going to ask you, what are some things you did that contributed to your success in your transition? It sounds like networking, planning, and faith are the things that helped to, that contributed to your success. Is that a fair that's true. And, okay. and, and just, you know, I always tell people would help would definitely will help you is education and your skills. Mm-hmm. So you can have both or you can have one or the other. And to, for me, that gave me the confidence to transition, you know, because I you know, have this master's degree. I have all these skills. Right. Um, the networking, you know, I would meet people. You know, I meet people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to give, you know, a couple of examples of that because I remember um, I remember reading like an article in the newspaper and it was actually in Indianapolis. Really? <laughs> it was an Indianapolis newspaper. I was reading an article. I cannot remember exactly what it was talking about, but they had interviewed a person who worked for a bank. Mm-hmm. And I looked up the bank and they had a, a bank in the Washington, D.C. area where I wanted to transition to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I contacted that person in the newspaper and they actually connected me to some of their um, colleagues in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And so to me, you know, when you think about networking, it could be so much more than just, I'm going to this event and right. I need to meet someone. Also, when I was moving to Virginia, one of the things people should keep in mind, I knew that, you know, if I'm going to Virginia, they have public officials. Well, public officials serve the community. So mm-hmm. I emailed some of the public officials in Virginia. And I said, Hey, I'm coming. Can you steer me in the right direction? Connect me with some people. And they did. And even 
when I moved there, I met with some of the people that I was emailing because I, I wanted to meet them in person because they were so helpful. Yeah. So also keep that in mind, you know, keep that in yeah, mind. Absolutely. Um, Another skill, another thing that I would say that contributes to my success, you know, just reading and, and staying on top of things. Mm-hmm. I had subscribed to uh, Black Enterprise Magazine. Mm-hmm. And in there, I saw an ad for an opportunity to train and work for an organization. I won't mention here, but it took me to Denver and it was all expenses paid. Mm. And it was just from an ad that I saw in a magazine. So wow. <laughs> had I not been reading this magazine, I wouldn't even have the opportunity to like go to Denver and gain all this, uh, gain all these other uh, skills right, and experiences. And so you really just have to be open to uh, doing something, something temporarily. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, cause people, <laughs> people may say, well, I really don't know if I could do that, but you, you want to take something temporarily until you have your breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, during my transition, I know, you know, I'm going really fast here, but during my transition, I think in every city I lived in, I worked for a temporary agency for a while just okay. to pay your bills, just to get acclimated to the work environment in that city. Right. So to me, that is like my go-to. A temp- temporary agency is my go-to when I decide to go to another city. Yeah. I mean, just staying fo- uh, focused and positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All great tips, especially the be open part, because sometimes the, you know, your career journey may take you in different places that can help you in ways that you don't even know. Like right. you, said, you, you went to Denver, all expenses paid. What an opportunity. And that just came from reading and exploring, which I know you very well. And I tell you, Listeners, Rakea is always reading something and finding something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, that they have scholarships for this or that, you know? So um, that is really important. It's just to read and really discover what's out there. One more thing I wanted to acknowledge is because you skimmed over it, and I think it's important for people, the, the listeners to know, is when you said that you, when you left New Orleans and went to Vegas and you started that consulting uh, job, we skipped over the fact that she was a, a Hurricane Tr- Katrina survivor <laughs> and yes. lost everything during that time. So it wasn't just like, oh, I decided to move to Vegas <laughs> and take on this job. So that's, that's another thing just to consider as uh, I could, we continue to explore Rakea's career journey, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's been a journey. <laughs> so as you've made transitions or, or even taken risks, in your career, which you definitely shared a few that you've taken. How did you weigh the risk involved when making those decisions? Oh, I, you know, I really thought about this question. And so I, I, for me, I'm a a different kind of person. So I, I felt like I could change my situation or my situation can change without me. Okay. And so Everything to me, everything's risky, but I never want it to be on the end where there's a layoff or there's a natural disaster, or there's an illness or something that makes you move. Mm-hmm. But I've experienced most of those things that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so I just, every, to me, like I said, everything's risky, but I always felt that I could always do something. If it doesn't work out, I could do something else. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's, it's always been my mentality and confidence mm. um, because I've, 
I think everything that we do is risky, but I just, I'm a very nervous person. (laughs) So I try to anticipate things and and plan for things. But one thing I wanted, I definitely wanted to share because, you know, I'm going through a lot of different things here, but I definitely want to say that, so I don't have any children. Mm-hmm. And I think people's experiences may be different if they have children. True. So I've done a lot and I just jump out there sometimes. And I don't think that I would be so quick to do those things mm-hmm. if I had children or if I was married at the time. Right. Um, so it, it it's very different. Um, but I think people, I think people still can manage and I think people still can do these things, mm-hmm. but their risk may be a little different from mine. Right. Good point. So. Good point. I love what you said about, I could change the situation or the situation can change without me. <laughs> what a profound statement. Um, can you just expound on that a little bit? I feel like that's worth, uh, you know how Oprah says, that's a tweet, tweet moment. <laughs> Let's kind of marinate on that for a second. Could you just explain that? Well, I mean, I've I've had experiences where, uh, you know, I know a layoff is coming, and and I'm just I'm in denial about it, or I'm I'm stagnant, and I don't want to do anything mm-hmm. um, until the last minute. But you know, it's coming, yeah. and luckily, I knew it was coming. Okay. There are people who don't know that maybe tomorrow you can get laid off. And so to me, you should always have some idea about your future. You should, should have some kind of contingency plan. Yes. And, and I'm not just even talking about layoffs. You could have an illness. You could, you know, go to the doctor tomorrow and something may, or you can drive down the street and something can happen. Mm-hmm. It's just having a plan. And so you ha- so you have that scenario, mm-hmm. but you also have people who things rarely happen to them and they still don't move. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I didn't want to be on either end of the spectrum. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, well, I could stay and put and, and don't get me wrong. People who can work at a job for 40 years, 30 years, 25 years, bless your heart, you know, mm-hmm. bless your heart. And I admire that. And I, you know, I long for that in a sense that there's stability. Right. Um, So I don't want people to think you should hop around um, if that's not for you, you know? So no, that's, I definitely don't want to send that message, but I just, you know, again, remember I'm like this nervous person Mm -hmm. and I know the reality of life and I'm not blinded by what goes on. Right. And so... I'm always on my toes. And I really, it really hit home for me during Hurricane Katrina. So I lose everything. And I'm just like, and and at that point in my career, I was on cloud nine. I was like, and maybe, and that's why my devastation was so great for me Mm -hmm. that I went into a depression because I was just like, I was doing so well. I was, you know, finally got it right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I still had to start over and I still had to, you know, come up with a plan Mm -hmm. of how am I going to, you know, continue making strides. So, yeah, you know, and you always hear these stories. You always hear people say, well, I got laid off. So I decided to start my business that I always wanted to start. And I think that's awesome. But would you have done that 
had you not gotten laid off? Right. And the answer for some people is yes. I probably would still be working my job. And I, I, I don't want to be that person. And I've been trying to do as much thing, as much as I could do in this lifetime before my expiration date. Mm-hmm. So there's this race that I have. And sometimes I could, I can be impatient sometimes. <laughs> yes. I that. Um, but I, I'm just, you know, I just want things to happen. Of course, we always want them to happen on our own terms. Um, and so I just, you know, my hope for people is that if you have a dream, if you have a goal, just go for it now and not be forced to do it. And, and, and when you're forced to do it, then you're not ready, mm-hmm. you know, right. do it on your own terms. Yes. And that's why planning and reading and discovering and, and things like that, sometimes they can help you to figure out what, what that is, you know, what, what that next step is, especially if you're in a situation, like you said, where you see something coming. Okay, well, get to working, get to discovering so you can already maybe have some things in the work on the back end. So, but yeah, I love that statement where you said I could change the situation or the situation could change without me. The situation can change. It's going to do what it's going to do, but I'm exiting (laughs) the situation so I can move on to something else. So I love that. So, um, you know, I know I've, I've made a few career transitions myself and I know what I've experienced that I had to learn to be patient. And that's something that, I still work on to this day. So how did patience play a role in your career journey? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I just mentioned sometimes I can be impatient, but it, it plays a major role. Um, meaning, you know, timing and knowing when to make the right move is so important. But along with that comes knowing yourself, mm-hmm. knowing your gut, using common sense, and making smart decisions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you may not want to just jump out there on your own and don't have a savings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. You know, or don't have some kind of cushion. Uh, So you want to make smart decisions. And so you need to plan to save. okay, well, I could plan, you know, the next year, put so much money aside. So that means you have to be patient because guess what? That year's going to come, but in your mind, it's too slow. It's too slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really have to know yourself. So, you know, if that means taking a moment to sit down in a corner in a quiet space and just reflect and truly think about your destination. Mm-hmm. And I, and again, I know we want to do it fast. I know ooh, I'm, I, I am a believer in <laughs> doing it fast, but Timing is everything. everything. When you think about successful people, timing is everything. If you think about uh, J.K. Rawlings and her her pursuit to to publish um, Harry Potter, you know she had rejection after rejection. Mm-hmm. It wasn't her time, mm-hmm. but she she kept going and she stayed consistent. Right. And then look at her now, you know. And she has this season of success. And I love that. But it's just knowing yourself, knowing when, when is the time to go. You know, it's sort of like, um, I don't know if you've ever double dutch when you were a young person. Mm-hmm. And you, right? Yeah. You had to decide when's the, when. the best time to jump in. <laughs> right. So true. So you're watching that rope, you know, you're watching it at the top, you're watching it at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And you know it's going to hit you if you don't jump in at the right, right. time. 
Uh-huh. It's the same thing, people. It it's is. the same thing. It is. It's just and it's very calculated too. Yes. Yes. About it. It's very calculated. And um, yes, I know I've had to learn that myself, which is why I wanted wanted to ask about that because um, I shared in the last podcast that I made a I made a very calculated career transition, but it took me two years to get there, and I experienced different things along the way, and it didn't turn out the way I wanted right away. But like you said before, you you learn some things along the way, like when you went to Denver. Wow, that was a pleasant surprise, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, patience is really key, and. Uh, so I, I know I need to work on it still. Yes. <laughs> as much as I learn, it's like, it's still difficult. It is. But, but also I think people, they have to, they have to figure out when are you being patient and when are you just being lazy right. and not, <laughs> not moving forward? Correct. Yes. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm waiting right here for, you know, the answer and you have to do some things. Yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Great insights. (laughs) So this is a question that I think could resonate with some people. Have you ever experienced a time where you felt stuck in your your career? And if so, how did you handle it? What did you do about it? Hmm. So I'm I'm telling you, you had great questions this (laughs) this time. So I, I, I... if you recall, I was working for the state, you know, I had, it was a job appointed position and it ended. And so um, a position in a different department came open. Mm-hmm. I knew people, but it wasn't necessarily in my field, but I knew enough. Like I knew enough information that I could be successful. So I ended up in that position, but I continued to look because I was really devastated that this great position working for the state had ended. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I was just like, I'm I'm hitting a brick wall. I I don't know what's happening. I'm not getting any interviews. I don't know what to do. So what does Rikea do? So Rikea decides, don't laugh at me, people. I decided that I want to go to Las Vegas. Mm. Now at this time, my sister was there in the air force. Um, And Vegas just sounded interesting. I was just like, I just don't know, you know, I don't know what to do here. I need to get away from from New Orleans. Uh, I need to try something new. So I put my home up for rent. I removed myself from the New Orleans workforce. Um, I started looking at uh, job opportunities in Las Vegas. I drive out there. The first job I get, I ended up working for the University of Nevada, Reno, Mm -hmm. as an instructor. Well, I had worked part-time in New Orleans as an uh, adjunct faculty at the community college. So it was kind of like a nice fit. I can continue to kind of teach part-time and still look for something in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Then I ended up working for a nonprofit for a year. And so doing similar work that I had done in New Orleans, And then, believe it or not, there was an opportunity that came open in New Orleans. It was for an executive director position at a nonprofit, which was one of my goals was to become this executive director. Mm -hmm. I flew, yes, I flew down to New Orleans for the interview Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I ended up getting the job. And I could not believe, like I actually had to remove myself from New Orleans for a year in order for me to find the 
perfect position that I wanted in New Orleans. Wow. That's how I got unstuck. I I left, I left the city altogether. Wow. Talk about risk. (laughs) I know, I know. But I really, at the time, for me to make that decision, you know, I had a home, I had a network of friends, I I had, you know, position in the community, but I still felt like something was missing and I couldn't, I couldn't break the barrier, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing was coming available. And I got frustrated. I literally got frustrated. And, but think about it though. I rented my home. I didn't sell my home. I said, I'm going to rent my home because I plan to come back to my home. Mm -hmm. Not knowing, (laughs) not knowing anything, right? I was like, I'm going to come back. It may be a year, maybe five years. I don't know. I'm going to come back to my home. And so it's just, you know, making those smart decisions, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... When, it, when the opportunity came open, I was shocked that it came open so quickly because I had only spent a year in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But I, I loved Vegas. <laughs> Great year. I was ready to go back to New Orleans. I had missed New Orleans. And there you have it. Yeah. That's how I got, <laughs> that's how I got in stuff. So if you recall, so this was before Katrina. Right. So... To, to connect the dots. So after Katrina, I figured I've been in Vegas for a year. Mm-hmm. What a great place to go and reconnect with people and start my life over Got again. It. Yes. So that's how I ended up back, back in, in Vegas. Vegas, right. <laughs> that's interesting. Wow. And plus people were all over the country like, come here, come here. You know, you can live with me. You can do, and it was great, the, the outpouring of support. But I really felt like, you know, at least I established some friendships and some connections mm-hmm. in Vegas. So I knew it wouldn't take that much to jump back in and just hit the ground running. Yeah. I'm just curious as you share that story, what role did instincts play in making those decisions? Whew. Um, <laughs> it, it played a huge role. Mm-hmm. Um, but a prayer also played a huge role. Mm-hmm. You know, I prayed about it. Um, my instincts were uh, very solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I felt good about it. Um, and it didn't take long for me to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. I just felt that it was right. Yeah. And you still planned, though. I, yes. 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 I still planned. And... You know, and, and it worked out, but it, it had to work out for a reason because it was already predetermined. <laughs> yeah. And I think that kind of goes back to what you were saying before around the things that contributed to your success in your career transitions were planning, faith, and networking. Mm-hmm. And planning fa- and faith is also, seems to be what helped you when you felt stuck in your career. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So it all, that prayer and that faith, and and the instincts, I think they're all kind of related. Yes, <laughs> you know? absolutely. So absolutely, and, balance there. And I'm a I'm a big advocate for education mm-hmm. because I know people may not be as confident or uh, sure of themselves, mm-hmm. but I I have always felt like I have skills. I can write like <laughs> like I'm really good at writing. Um, I have an education. I have all these other skills that I have, management skills, teaching skills. 
So if you have skills, you don't necessarily have to have education all the time, but I knew that I could compete and get something decent because of my education. Mm -hmm. And I knew that the skills that I had, I will never go hungry. (laughs) So, you know, because, you know, when I tell people I moved here, moved there, and they're like, oh, it must be nice. Oh, you know, that's great and grand. It is, but it's built around the education and the skills that I have. Right. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Good stuff. All right. So um, I, we've already covered networking. Um, I was going to ask you how to utilize networking as a part of your career strategy. You already talked about that. Anything else you want to say about networking? Okay. So <laughs> I thought about this. So if you don't know, Angela, I don't even know if you know this little tidbit about me, but my name, Rikea, means something of value. I didn't know that. So I learned that a few years ago mm-hmm. and, and I'll share that, how I learned that at a different time, but mm-hmm. I look for value in people and I believe that people look for value in me. Mm-hmm. And so I, to me, I equate value uh, I think it equals information. Mm. And, and in my mind, now these, this is my philosophy. In my mind, when we talk about information, this really requires people to listen mm-hmm. to others as they talk, as you meet people. And so I always find ways to share information and resources with other people so that their lives are better. Or if there's a connection that I can make for them, to bring other people together so everybody's goals are met, mm-hmm. I tend to be like that facilitator. Yeah. And I think in turn, people remember me. I think people refer me for things. They call me for opportunities because they know I'm constantly in this mode of, you know, let me give you this information. Yeah. <laughs> let me connect you with this person. Mm-hmm. No, this would be a great project for you. And just giving people insight because we all, you know, First of all, people want you to listen to them. Right. True. You know, and they also, they may listen to something you might say, but if it's really valuable, they're really going to tune in. Mm -hmm. They're really going to tune in. Um, I'm a believer that, you know, when you talk about networking, people have to like you. You have to be nice, smart, and as Fred Sanford would say, a doer. And I think I'm all those things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think you need all those things when you talk about networking. Right. You said be a doer and be nice and be, what was the first one? Likeable, Likeable. nice, nice smart, and smart, and a doer. <laughs> like I had them taking notes over here, people. <laughs> That's very true. And that resonates with something a friend always told me, and I mentioned this a few podcasts ago, is um, to feed your network before you need your network, you know? Share value with people, show, show, see value in them, see how you can help them. And again, they're good. You, what goes around comes around. It's yes. going to come back to you. Yes. And, uh, it's so true. It's so true. And um, yeah, that people connection is really, really important uh, in life, but especially with career transitions. So yeah, because people, how will people even know what you do or right. uh, what you're about if you don't network and, and the right people who have those yes. connections? So that's really important. So thank you for sharing on that. No so, problem. I tell you, I, I put you to work with these questions. <laughs> you did, girl. I was like, ooh. 
<laughs> so here's, I think this is the final question, unless you say something that sparks something else. But uh, what are some key tips you'd like to share with listeners that, you know, just around making a career transition or just career success in general? Okay, well, do your research, people. <laughs> do your research. Uh, just knowing little things will help you will help you, you know, if you know there's a particular company you want to work for, but they only hire in the spring, well, don't send them stuff before spring. <laughs> you know, just doing, just doing little research like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay current on news and what's happening in the field mm-hmm. because you may be removed from it now, um, but you want to jump in. So people are going to ask you questions And you should know those answers. Mm -hmm. So stay current. Mm -hmm. Hone your skills while you're you're trying to get to the point where you you can finally say, I'm successful. Mm -hmm. Hone your skills or keep the ones that you have current. Keep them sharp. Um, That's going to help you. It's going to help you in the long run to just, you know, if you're great at writing, continue to take workshops and learn a little bit more about technical writing, if that's your thing, mm-hmm. or if um, speaking, if you want to become the successful speaker or be, have a TED talk, take s- some training on that, learn some tips, read some articles. You're never too old to, to keep learning. You, you definitely need to do that. And the most important thing, my favorite, go for it. Okay. Don't wait all day, all year, all (laughs) your entire life sitting, you know, 89 years old and thinking what you should have done. Yeah. Now you, you need to make some moves. Yeah. So go for it. I love that. And when you said go for it, it makes me think of sometimes people can get caught up in analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you have people who are really love to plan and like to have every detail planned out and then they never move because it's never that perfect situation. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just got to say, okay, I've done my research. It's time to move. It's time. (laughs) There's a time for planning and there's a time to do, like you said, be a doer. So, um, Good stuff. In any uh, closing? Oh, another thing I was going to say when you said do your research is that there's there's no excuse for not doing research because we information is at the tip of our fingers. I mean, you can get information from anywhere these days. So do your research. I I love that. So are there aren't any final thoughts you want to share? You know what? I was thinking about this as you were talking. Okay. And be ready. Mm-hmm. If you're asking, so if if you're asking, here's a perfect example, and this happened on two occasions, I, I recall. If you aspire to become this great singer, then you should be ready when you meet someone and they say, sing something for me. Mm-hmm. You should be able to blow a tune. You should be ready because if you're constantly asking for something, then you need to be ready because you may meet the person. You may fall into a a situation where it can happen today. And if you're not ready, what a big disappointment. Right. (laughs) What a disappointment. And I I saw that happen to an aspiring singer. She had an opportunity and the person said sing and she wouldn't sing. Mm. She refused to sing. And I'm like, you really know this is the person you need to be singing for and you're not ready or you're shy or you're, 
no, that does, this is not how it works. You have to be ready because you've been asking for it. Mm -hmm. And even I have to remember that. I have to remember that. Like you just never know. (laughs) No, I think I, when you said that, I, I, feel like that applies to me too. Cause there's always things I can be honing my skills on. If somebody said, okay, uh, you're on, you're going to present this presentation. <laughs> right. I wouldn't be ready for anything like that. You know? Right. Not, I mean, when I say anything, I mean everything. Right. You know, if it was something even related to work on something, I might not be ready. So right. that's really good. Really, really good advice. Thank you for sharing that. Anything right. else? That's it. Okay. All right. Well, Rakea, Tell us about where we can find out more about you. Okay. Well, I hang out on Twitter at Rekaya Gibson, R-E-K-A-Y-A-G-I-B-S-O-N. And that's my hand on Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook under author Rekaya Gibson. Absolutely. And you want to share with our audience a little bit about uh, some of your books or... Ooh, yes. So my latest book, 100 100 Writing Prompts Inspired by Social Media. So if you're aspiring to be a writer or if you get stuck or you don't know how to get started, that is a great book. It's available on Amazon for you. Great little scenarios. Just think about it. All the time we spend on social media, I'm making it work for me, people. Really fun (laughs) anecdotes that you could probably relate to. So that's the latest and greatest book. Great. Well, thanks so much for being our guest. And I say our because it's just all about me, the listeners, and you. So (laughs) (laughs) thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you for joining. Listeners, I hope you got a lot out of today. Um, And thanks for listening so much. And thanks again, Rakea, for joining us. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. (laughs) See you later.